Welcome to the 18th episode of the Downtime Podcast. My name is Jeremy, and unfortunately, Elise is out today, so I have my good friend, Jairus. Hello, Jairus. Hey, yo, I'm back again. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Glad to be back. <laughs> Glad to have you back. Jairus, Jairus Canby, friend of the show, awesome guy, <laughs> a musician again. Um, so today, we're going to talk about anime, and we're doing a little off off podcast day, because just try to, you know, spice it up a little bit. Um. So, Jairus, I want to ask you a question about anime, okay? Uh, what? Why are you laughing? Because uh, I'm the huge anime guy here, so I'm kind of... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, I and, and then I, I wanted to bring you on as well because I was, like, begging Elisa to bring you on because I knew you were a huge anime fan on top of being a mu- musician. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's, a whole st- lot, there's a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today, but the first thing is, um, how would you define anime, Jairus, as someone who watches a lot of anime? Like, what is anime to you? Uh, just keeping it simple, Japanese animated cartoons. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I would say the same thing, too. Because there's a lot of people who consider, like, Avatar The Last Airbender or Ruby anime. Yeah, no. Would, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, okay. I, I, do, I do get that a lot, too, where people are just like, yeah, dude, Avatar, that's a really good anime. I'm like, hold, 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 hold up, hold up. <laughs> I know, I know uh, Avatar is, like, amazing. It is pretty damn good, but it's not anime, like. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, it's, no, I got uh, you. I agree with you there. I mean, I think anime is honestly restricted to being from Japan. Like, if it was created in Japan, if it was originally dubbed in Japanese, then obviously it's anime, right? Hmm. That's what I feel. Although recently I did watch um, an anime that was uh, from China, and it like it was surprisingly amazing quality. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. It was like something about the like <clears throat> there's this gamer guy and he gets like kicked off of his team and then he just starts working at like a an internet cafe and from there on he just reboots his uh fame f- like his gaming fame and it was actually really? it was actually really really good quality i hated the okay um uh-huh. i wish it was japanese dubbed <laughs> i just i'm just really not used to hearing uh chi- the, the chinese language being you know was uh, it in mandarin or cantonese do you remember i i believe it's mandarin so okay. either yeah. either way, like it, it was just it. So, the quality was yeah. Cool. So would you consider that anime since it came from China? It's different, you know. It's still from Asia. It's yeah, not see, from that, the that's, US. that's where it gets hard for me because I did I did just define it earlier as Japanese. I guess if anything, that one is Chinese anime. Like right, 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 right. Because there's also Korean start. anime. Yeah, exactly. Like there's uh there uh like we know Japan's like the motherland of anime, and now there are other yeah, people who are adopting. Yeah. No, yeah, adopting it, but like also incorporating anime as a form of entertainment for people to watch. Yeah. So I have a I have a question for you. So I I'm a huge fan of Rooster Teeth. I watch a lot of their content and I I listen to their podcasts and I I enjoy a lot of what they make. Um, unfortunately for me, I don't really like Ruby that much after the I... first season. After the first season, I and and with the passing of Montiel, God rest his soul, he he passed away, and I feel like the series could have done better if he was still alive, but. I, I just feel like it didn't pick up enough steam when he passed away. And so um, recently, like I think last year or two years ago, Ruby was dubbed in Japanese. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was like weird. In a re- it was like in a weird retro way. Like it just it went from being an, an like an American show being dubbed in Japanese to make it look and feel more like an anime in that sense. What would you, what would you think about that? Like what do you consider that? It's still I, not an anime, right? No, it's just an American cartoon that's dubbed over by Japanese people. It's like it's like if <laughs> it's like if they got like SpongeBob SquarePants and then they oh, dubbed it in yeah, Japanese. Yeah. 
and then that's that's still an American cartoon, which I've seen, and that that let me tell you, it's so weird in Japanese. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. I, was, I think a better one would have been to use Rick and Morty because I saw something recently with that where it's in Japanese. Rick and um, Morty in Japanese? Yeah, it, there was a Japanese. What the one. hell, dude? Yeah, it, it's, oh, what? It's still like if they, if it comes to Japan, it doesn't you know? It's gonna just be an American cartoon dubbed over in Japanese and all that stuff. Um, yeah. With Ruby, I can't say much about it because I haven't watched it. I only watched like maybe an episode or two. It in um like I didn't watch the Japanese dub for it. I was watching the American yeah. original release. I can say right off the bat that I was cringing a lot because I just wasn't <laughs> used to. I mean, the voice actors were kind of getting into their roles. Yeah, uh, yeah They're yeah. still kind of fresh to everything, so I'll, I'll give them that. But it was still really cringy. And then like they're doing American made music or not not american made i mean to say like the people in the production team like like i guess they would ask other people who do music and like you want to make music for the show yeah let's do it and then they just do whatever they just throw something in there that's what i feel the the rock songs that i would hear in there with the cheesy lyrics were but um for for the most part overall i just did not really get into it that much i keep hearing it gets much better but i don't know like for me the first few episodes just didn't really click with me no, I got you. I mean, I I've actually done a lot of research on the on the series since I'm a fan of the the personalities at Rooster Teeth and all the voice actresses for the four main leads are actually not voice actresses when they first started. Like they they were just employees of the company, and then yeah. uh, Monty Ohm, the creator, like was fr- really good friends with them, and he wrote those roles specifically for these four ladies. Oh, that's so, really awesome for that. Yeah, God, so I, that aspect's really peace. cool, but. I know, right? And so he he based his entire show around the people that were around him, and he was influenced by them. And he was so intrigued by uh, by his friends that he's like, "Hey, why don't you just act in my show? Because I think you'd be a really good character." And I think it it worked out in that sense. But of course, in the beginning, it was really really rough. Like like you, I was really cringing, cringing at the fact that their voices were just really rough around the edges, and it was just hard for them to you know, get accustomed to the voice acting uh, nomenclature and all that stuff. But for the most part, I think it was okay. I can but, say yeah. that I absolutely admire voice actors, like in general. Like I love it when I hear, when I hear Amer- er, American dubbed anime. Like I, uh-huh. I love it when I hear it like just work really well. Especially for one of them is Full Metal Alchemist. I don't know if you've ever watched that. Um, mm-hmm. It is a phenomenally dubbed anime. Like I, I prefer that over the Japanese one. Um, yeah, I got you. Like the voice actors, I'm just like, oh, like I've gotten so familiar with some <laughs> with some people at this point where I'm just like, oh, that's Laura Bailey and that's her husband doing the roles again, and then like I, I'd be familiar with other uh, voice actors, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I would, I love voice acting. I think it's really cool. Um, but yeah, that was, that yeah. was just like a little bit of an aside because we were talking about uh, the voice acting roles that were given in Ruby. <laughs> No, yeah, I hope that we can bring a voice actor on to our podcast one day, and we can have you too, you as well, Jairus, and we can all talk to that voice actor, because I think it's really interesting to have, like, someone have a, like, someone who's in the industry, and what they think of voicing anime characters and all that stuff, but yeah, I, I digress, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, going back to the point, I think that anime should is strictly made in Japan or in Asia in general. If it's not from Japan, it'll be classified as the country that it's made from. Anime in general should be just made in Japan is what anime is. And there's also Chinese anime and Korean anime. I'm sure there's Vietnamese anime or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, uh, the next thing I want to ask you is, uh, do you remember watching a lot of anime when you were growing up? Um, I think the first... If you would classify it as... Okay, now, this is getting interesting. There's Pokemon and then there's Digimon. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah, those were the first two. Um, those, obviously, I don't know. They just, they were on and they were different cartoons at the time. And I wasn't really familiar with Japanese culture. And I just really, really loved what I was seeing. And I was just like, hey, this is, this is cooler than what I'm watching over on Kids WB. <laughs> <laughs> or oh like man, that. I remember that. Yeah, I, I know, remember right? all that, dude. Kids yeah. WB, and then they had four kids. <laughs> oh god, four oh, kids. God, four I remember kids. a curb you right back at you. Do you, do you ever see that show? Oh, dude, I love that one, dude. dude okay, I, I was, I was, I was looking, I was looking it up on Wikipedia recently because it just popped into my brain, and I realized that in the English dub, it was heavily edited. They cut out a lot of stuff. Damn, that's crazy. They shortened all the episodes. They changed the music. They changed the dialogue. They changed the entire story. Oh and my and God. Meta Knight wasn't a racist like like Hispanic sounding dude in the in the Japanese <laughs> version. <laughs> Meta Knight was badass in the Japanese version, but they made him badass in the English version. He just had to be Hispanic for some reason. Like, why do you have to make him Hispanic? <laughs> dude, I did do you not remember that? Know that? I didn't know it was that yeah. edited. Oh my God. Oh goodness. yeah. They did that to One Piece too when it was on like Okay, the Fox now I know Fox about One Piece. And, yeah, and Four Kids TV. They heavily edited it. They changed like Sanji's cigarette yes, to a lollipop. Yes, I remember that. It was supposed to yeah. be a, a cigarette, and then apparently it's a lollipop in the freaking English one. Oh my god. Like, what the hell, dude? It's so crazy. Like, I can't believe yeah. how heavily edited. Just Four Kids in general was is not. Uh, I guess it's just supposed to be Four Kids. I. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I got you. It, it, that's literally the name of the channel, right? Yeah. Four Kids TV. It's just um, bad how much censorship went Oh, through. yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, totally. Um, when I was growing up, my parents introduced me to Speed Racer. Have you ever heard of Speed Racer? Uh, I know that one. Uh, I remember yeah. uh, seeing a lot of parody stuff about it where they're like, oh, why am I <laughs> my lips moving so fast? Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember where I saw it, but it was pretty much. Oh, I yeah. never really watched it. There's, I think you saw that on Dexter's Laboratory because they did a parody on Speed Racer at one mm, point. Probably. Which was awesome. Um, yeah, Speed Racer, so uh, when I was growing up, my parents introduced me to Speed Racer, and they bought us all the episodes on VHS, and my brother and I watched, like, the crap out of Speed Racer, and I didn't realize it was an anime until I got older, because that was made in the ni- in the 60s, but shown in the 90s, which was awesome, because there, there was, like, the Speed Racer resurgence in the 90s, and so then, um, when Dexter's Lab was on TV, like, I was, I was a huge fan of that show, too, I, I know I'm kind of digressing, but they had, like, a parody episode of Speed Racer on Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory, and they were like, "My mouth is moving too fast," and then we're talking about all this stuff. And I was like, "That's so cool that they parodied that for certain." Like, of all the anime or like classic cartoons, they didn't pick Astro Boy, they didn't pick, and they didn't pick like Voltron or whatever. They they picked Speed Racer, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> the guy must have liked Speed Racer then. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Gany Tartakovsky. I think that's how he pronounced his name. He created Samurai Jack. He really likes Speed Racer and just anime in general, so I think he put he drew a lot of influence in creating his works. Wait, wait, well. wait! It's the, per- the person that created Samurai Jack also created Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, he created what both. What the heck? I didn't know that. I actually have not been watching any uh, Samurai Jack. I don't really watch that at all. I recommend it. it. Like it's well, I mean, it's definitely not anime, but it feels like a samurai film in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I, like if you ever watched like Akira Kurosawa or samurai films, it feels kind of like that. Like they're like kind of slow paced, but when there's action, there's a lot of action. Actually, I want to share something with you, Jairus, that I don't really tell a lot of people, and not because I'm embarrassed of it. It's just because it was an interesting time in my childhood. I actually grew up mm-hmm. not liking anime, but I, it was no, I was I a hypocrite. I was a hypocrite because I actually watched anime <laughs> when I was younger. If you consider <laughs> Pokemon, Digimon, and Yu-Gi-Oh anime. Then I watched anime, but I was a hypocrite in that I really didn't like watching anime. Like I was, 
I would like whenever my cousins would watch it, they would like be so annoying about it. And I think that's why I hated it is because my cousins would no, be I, so annoying about it. I understand. I understand. There are people in the anime community that make it like they they make anime watch or they make it seem like watching anime is a taboo, and that makes me uncomfortable with watching it and like. Also being open yeah. about it. But I've gotten over yeah. it over the past few years. But there are still people who make me feel that way. Or not more. So, there are people who act in a very stupid manner when it comes to anime that make me like cringe. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. And I, I've seen it firsthand, especially at like festivals in Japantown and San Francisco. There oh, are yes. people there. There are people there that oh, I'm yes. like, yo, like, <laughs> please calm down. <laughs> like, I think please. you should keep I think you should keep that inside the, the room. <laughs> Yeah, like, don't let that leave this space. Like, I know you're in a safe place in your safe little bubble with your friends, but please, like, don't show that to anyone. Yeah, that right there, you know what you're doing? Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's just, like, no, just let's, stop. let's not do that. Let's not do that here. Let's uh, let's keep that PG. Come on. Exactly. Like, uh, I, I, it just doesn't work out. Well, they make it so it doesn't work out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Uh, but, yeah, so growing up, I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh!, Speed Racer, Pokemon, Digimon, um yeah stuff like that and and i think it really it really shaped me for like appreciating japanese culture as i got older mm-hmm. i got you on that um my first ones that i would watch were like pokemon digimon Yu-Gi-Oh, like you mentioned however when it started becoming a bit into my older years like around high school freshman year maybe mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. i believe like middle school um i stumbled across up upon youtube um, YouTube oh. was still very fresh. They had the what did they had the stars at the time where you could rate with stars. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Oh yeah, my god, that, that was, was like 2007, 2006. A long time ago. I remember watching yeah. all these Linkin Park AMVs, anime music videos of like Naruto, <laughs> and I'm just like, what is oh, this? And I'm like, this yeah. is this is really cool. And I was like, I swear, this is like really weird cartoons. And I'm just getting more curious. And I saw I when uh, I came across Bleach, and I was like, what the hell is this? And then I'd start like looking up episode or. I started searching for Bleach and I saw episodes, but the thing at the time was like the the length of videos were short, so they'd be like cut into like three parts, part one of three, part two of three, part three of three, and all that stuff. So I'd watch like yeah, yeah. I watched a lot of Bleach back then, and then when it came to my uh, my television watching, I think I was watching Inuyasha at the time uh, because of mm-hmm. uh, what is it called? Tsunami? No, Adult Swim. Adult Swim. It was that was what it was. Um, that's I guess I would consider that like my first anime that I watched outside of No 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 no. No, never mind. I I think the first anime that I watched outside of like television where I literally yeah. went looking for it was Bleach. Like that that was it. But Oh uh, wow, mine was actually Naruto. Really? Yeah, at the time it was Bleach for me and then Naruto. Oh, I was the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. And Bleach ended horribly just letting you know. You don't you don't need yeah. anything past that. So I ended Bleach when they went to the Bount, which were like these oh, vampires. Yeah, yeah, but I realized, okay. but I realized, my brother and I realized that they were filler, and we got so mad yeah. because we got halfway through that story arc, and we're like, "This will have no significance in the future because they won't even talk about it at all." Yeah. And I was like, "You know what? Like, screw this show," and we stopped watching from there on end. And then I realized <laughs> that Bleach ended in a really, really, really horrible place, and I was oh, like, "I'm glad I jumped God. ship. I'm so glad I jumped yeah, ship." Yeah, you you jumped off real early, whereas me, where I got so invested in it, where I was like. I'm going to stick to the end no matter what. I dropped it like 
20 or so chapters before it was gonna end and i was just like i can't believe i didn't do it sooner i mean at some point it was kind of good but then after a while just after after they saved rukia and that saving rukia arc yeah yeah and then there was also the there was an arc where they went to hueco mundo where is the place where aizen would went or went yeah yeah this was really that that arc was really good but then after that everything just everything else was just total and utter shit you know, I thought about getting back into it, but then someone no, told me that no, literally everyone no. in the story is now Shinigami. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not going to jump into that. <laughs> it's like, what, <laughs> like, nah. it's like, what makes being a Shinigami special anymore? Like, oh my God, goodness gracious. I it's like, Oh, look, my dad, my sister. He's like, shut up. Like, shut up. Just shut the hell up, man. I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, I feel, re- I feel really bad because, uh, what is it? The guy, Tite Kubo, I believe it was, um, he said that he had content to like, like go for a while. Um, but I believe how it goes in the manga or like the anime manga industry is like, if they know a series is doing bad, they're going to, they're going to ax you and you need to end it. So then they, um, I, I'm just theorizing that, uh, was it Shonen Jump told him like end it in five chapters, like just do it right now. (laughs) And he kind of like had to rush it. But in the first place, if it was going in that direction where it's kind of bad and just like milking it, you, you're kind of not doing a good job. This is what I'm feeling like. Oh my goodness. There's a bunch of other plots out there that are just significantly better, uh, that deserve more attention. I feel like that's how it goes in a lot of different areas too. But, uh, yeah, that's just, I digress with the, the bleach little thingy. Uh, but yeah, Bleach was the, one of the first serious animes that I've ever watched. Yeah, no, same here. And same with Naruto. Like, I actually stopped watching Naruto um, after that big fight with Sasuke and like right before Shippuden started. My brother and I just kept watching it and then we realized that there's like over 300 episodes of filler yeah, because they were waiting for the manga to catch up. Yeah, and then so when we realized that there were a bunch of monkey people living in the trees that weren't even part of the main story, we're like, you know what, screw this. And so the same thing with Bleach. We ended it like right before Shippuden started, but I've heard only only good things about Shippuden, but I still don't really want to get back into watching Naruto. <laughs> no, it's all good. Shippuden they had some fillers, but for the most part, it stick it stuck strictly to the manga, and it the manga like that series, although it's not the great like it's not like twelve out of ten kind of content, it, but yeah. it's it's great. Like it, it felt really good because you know I I watched Naruto when I was younger too, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, he's like, I don't know, 13 or something at the time. And then uh-huh. you're, I was like, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 or something like that. And I don't, as, as you progress, uh, the story progresses, he gets his, he gets older and like, you feel like you're growing up with him. He finally becomes an adult. Do you know what happens at the end of uh, Naruto? You don't, you don't care about spoilers, do you? I already heard everything. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. It just felt like he grew up and so did we. Like, he became yeah. an adult. He got a job, like he became the Hokage. He chased his dreams yep, and got yep, it. He, he yep. got married and all that stuff. If you ever see any of the pictures later on, like he, him and uh, Hinata, they look like great together. I, I don't know, just like the way the way uh, Naruto was as a series was just, um, just really, it was really good. I feel, like, yeah, the way it no, was, I got you. It was uh, executed. I agree. No, I I really agree with that. <laughs> um. But beyond that, uh, there's I do watch like a ton, ton of anime. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. Uh, how how has anime influenced you? How would you? Oh, would you say that? that's a good question. Um, yeah. So when it comes to anime, what it has influenced a lot of musical decisions. Like there there are a lot of like obviously because anime originates in Japan. Um, yeah. The music there 
will have some sort of Japanese influence to it. Although there will be like exceptions like Cowboy Bebop, which is very, very jazzy, or it has like a uh, what is the what's I don't know the specific term. Or Samurai Champloo, which is like jazzy hip hop or you know, yeah, like new Java yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those those guys, those guys are great. Those those are those are phenomenal. But um for the most part, uh excluding those types of like anomalies or <laughs> outliers, when it comes to anime and how it's influenced me, it's just like the scoring or how it's or the music that's composed strictly for the anime it's uh it's definitely taken a turn towards that direction uh one fun- or one pretty recent one that's mm-hmm. that made headlines as in like it was really popular it was called ReZero and yeah uh i was reading the interview the interviews about why they chose the person who uh, scored for that and it was interesting because that because people were wondering like why are they why is this guy using such dramatic musical like composite or not what is it musical cues and like these scores why are they so different from what you'd expect from an anime and he was just like uh this guy scored for a drama before and then he was like i don't know i just wanted to make it so that this uh or it would just fit the anime and what it's narrating i don't quote me on that. Uh, I gotta, re- I gotta find, the, <laughs> I gotta find the interview again. But it was really interesting to see how this, uh, this guy composed strictly for, um, or no, how this guy from drama, uh, composed for this anime. Um, although there's that, there's also Sawano Hiro- Hiroyuki who has been composing for a lot of very big anime productions. Like there's Shingeki no Kyojin. There's um, uh, what what is this called? Uh, Guilty Crown. There's Kill a Kill. He composes for a lot of very big anime. He is literally the Hans Zimmerman of Japan. That's the way I would. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, he really is. Like, I can't put... I don't know if that's a disservice to him, but in his own world, he's a very phenomenal epic orchestral composer. Like, he's great at yeah. what he does. He also messes around with a bunch of, like, electronic music, incorporates that into his orchestral uh, comp- compositions. It's it's great. Um, I... I <laughs> that's... If you're ask like when you ask me or if anybody asks yeah. me like what what has anime done to influence me it has definitely influenced my musical choices and tastes and my composition nice. and all that stuff so there there's that but there are also times where anime like although like it's not as much as it used to be um because I was younger at the time there have been anime that influenced me to like uh think differently uh be open minded or more so just uh, yeah believe in what you believe in or like just help you grow in like as a person that's what i feel there are animes like that and i definitely did have a few of those that kind of opened my eyes a bit uh what would be one of them though is uh trying to think right off the bat is hard i just know they're there (laughs) um yeah i can't really think of them at the moment but there has been uh animes in that direction that have influenced me in that sense um what about you Man, if there uh, are to, any, <laughs> I mean, to your point, yeah, like there are moments when there are moments in anime where they just get me hyped. When I'm like, yes, like this is a this is this makes me so happy to watch like these characters overcome that big feat or like like, like finally defeat the bad guy of the entire series or that bad oh, guy wait, of the wait. story arc. And I, I got a better yeah? question for you. This one, this one's a bit more fixated towards you, but I feel like you can relate with it though. That it, it, it kind of works one? towards you. In, in terms of anime and in animation, are uh-huh. there any cause I know because like anime, uh filmography, cinematography and all that stuff, they're they're kind of essential or like they have their parallels. And I feel like when it comes to or 
when you watch anime, they do some interesting things that can work out in like film. So have there been any anime that you've seen or like any ideas implemented in anime that you would also like to do in your own kind of uh, film productions? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like angles. There's a lot of like like sweeping angles or just like um, there's certain anime that have uh, just still shots of a character like jumping up in the air and like for, like freeze framing or like showing them like floating almost for like through like for like five seconds and you're like you can't do that in real life there's a lot of can there's a lot of really cool camera angles and a lot of really cool things that characters do that obviously you cannot replicate in real life without special effects or the use of special effects mm -hmm. and in a lot of sense in a lot of senses anime of course uses a lot of special effects because not, not a lot of anime is grounded in reality mm -hmm. and that's not really meant to be it's a form of entertainment it's not supposed to be real in any sense mm -hmm. unless you're watching your uh, Makoto Shinkai film which mm -hmm. there's a lot of moments there um, the use of long takes which are when the camera doesn't change focus or change subjects it just sits in one place and is focused on one character there's a lot of takes in there's a lot of takes like that in a lot of anime series, like in Samurai Champloo and Naruto and Bleach, where they just show characters sitting there and then the camera will be like panning left or right. Yeah. And the character won't say anything for like a minute yeah, and then they'll yeah. finally speak or they'll make a noise like, <laughs> I'm tired or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like, I, I already clearly yeah. see. When you said Samurai Champloo, I was just seeing Jin just like, like posted up yep. on the windowsill and then like it's like night, the moon's like on him and then just like panning. Or something yep, like that. Yep. No, yeah, no, you that's exactly right. And a lot of Japanese TVs, movies, dramas, animes, they all share that one long take. And I don't know where it is and I don't know why they got it from, but I'm suspecting it's from this really old movie called Tokyo Story by Yasujiro Ozu, mm -hmm. who is notorious for using really, really long takes in his movies. And that movie, Tokyo Story, from like nineteen fifty five or something i don't remember the exact date but it used a lot of long takes in that movie and i think that's why a lot of <laughs> japanese movies and media nowadays use long takes is because it's supposed to emphasize like a breathing space in the film <laughs> for the character to think about their thoughts and for the audience to wonder what they're thinking or think or wonder what they're going to do next mm -hmm. in the series and i think it's really cool because a lot of episodes in anime actually utilize that technique a lot yeah, um, it's it's kind of a common thing. Like now that you mention it and you're bringing it up, I'm just like, yeah, huh? Yeah, this is actually a really common thing. Like it's, I guess at this point, it's like a trope or a stereotype. Not not really a trope. It's more like a motif. Like it's oh, something that is commonplace amongst all Japanese visual media in a way. I like that much um, better motif. Yeah, trope is like a more of a comedic element. Okay. Okay. Um. But yeah, so like a lot of anime is really cool when it comes to camera angles, like Naruto, where they show like, you know, when there's like lines drawing to show speed on the sides. You know what oh, I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. like oh, you can't do that in in <laughs> real life. The only way to emphasize that is if you use the move the camera very very quickly, and like shake it around a little bit while you're running or walking. Mm -hmm. Um, there are like there there's a short film by Corridor Digital. Do you know who Corridor Digital is on YouTube? I Sam and Nico. Know. No, no, no. They did like this anime baseball short film, which I thought was really awesome. I'll send it to you. I yeah, think I'm gonna have to look it, at this. Yeah, they they really like anime. And they love action anime, and so they they did a parody on and like anime itself, where they showed like two teams playing baseball, and they would have like the inner thoughts of that person <laughs> as they're about to hit the ball. Like they had freeze frame where they like do a slow pan on the person. I love thinking, it. I'm gonna, Dude, I'm gonna really hit cool. the ball. 
oh yeah, they're like, I'm gonna hit the ball. It's coming right at me. What do I do? <laughs> and, and, and those voices, and I think it's really cool. Um, but yeah, and uh, so, and like anime and and movies and TV shows also have that inner voice thing. Now that I think about it too, and I think it's it stems from noir film. Like the, like noir film was a uh, detective. Like basically, it's sur- like surrounding a detective, and it's usually in a dark setting, surround- like about like murder or uh, crime, and the- that person either has to solve the crime or get out of the crime, and someone usually dies, and it's usually a woman. Um, that's that's a really really bad example how to describe film noir, but um, uh, basically a lot of like inner thoughts and uh, outside narration came from film noir in the in the nineteen forties and fifties. So a lot of Japanese movies surprisingly use film noir as a technique. Mm. Uh, not film noir. I'm sorry. The the narration technique used heavily in film noir to um, narrate what the characters are doing. So like Naruto will think in his head before he makes his next move. Like, <laughs> oh man, what's this guy gonna do? Like, am I gonna have to get around him? He's too fast. Stuff like that. <laughs> do I unleash so. my special move now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's my special card, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. When it comes to anime, though, I love it when they do that. Like, I guess, or I don't know what this, those stereotypical, like, scenes were. Yeah. I guess it's more so prominent in Shonen, where, you know, yeah. they're, they're, you know what I'm already getting to. Where, oh, yeah, where yeah. The guy's like, oh, I have this diabolical plan, and I'm going to reveal everything to you right now. But you're not going to yep. be able to do anything unless you power up magically. And the guy's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? He's like, let me magically power up just in time to save the world from everything. Like, I, the, the most, what is it? The most uh, <laughs> vivid example, or not vivid, most prominent example, yeah. I guess we're going to use the word again, is Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they, if you ever watched that when you were growing up, I didn't really watch a lot of it, but I know a lot of episodes to understand it, mm-hmm. that they use that technique heavily in oh, that show. Yeah. It's it's great. It's, yeah, it, it's 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 also really like I don't even want I don't even care about the original Dragon Ball Z anymore. I watched the abridged, which does a really great uh, job of pointing oh, out yeah. everything they do in the original series. Like it's it's really funny. Like if you would oh, ever yeah. watch any of those, like I would highly recommend it. It's just great. I watched a lot of the uh, um, Yu-Gi-Oh abridged, and I think they're by the same guys, Team Four Star. Uh, I so. think that one's Little Karibo, but he's not like. I, just, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. I think, is he part of Team Four Star? That's, or where, no? that's where I'm getting a bit like confused because I think he's worked with Team Four Star, but I'm not entirely sure if he's with Team Four Star. Okay. Because I feel like all those guys are connected somehow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they have to those be. Guys are, those guys are great, though. They're hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But, They're uh, awesome. Yeah, going, going back to that, like, I just love that little, uh, that little stereotype when it comes to anime. Like, it's just so funny. Like, it happens in almost every shonen anime that you watch at this point it's just i don't i don't know it's just funny as hell by the way speaking of shonen anime have you ever heard of bakuman uh bakum wait is that the manga one it's a ma- it's an anime based on a manga about these kids who are trying to make a manga yeah yeah i, I love that one yeah. that one's really it's so good. meta it's that. so it's so meta <laughs> that's where i got that little thing i said en- uh, earlier where i was mentioning yeah, how bleach yeah 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 yeah, see, I was just like, I remember watching Bakuman, or, there, I mean, there's the manga and all that stuff, and I heard it ends a bit yeah, different yeah. in the anime, but they're essentially the same. I watched it, all three seasons mm-hmm. of the anime. I loved it. It was really good. Like, Oh, yeah, no, I, I actually never heard of it before until I, someone introduced me to the live-action movie version, and I watched oh, it, and I'm like, this is the most meta. What? 
Yeah, it's so sick. It's really sick, and it's uh, that was the only version I've ever seen. And it's I, and to me, I was like, wait a second, this is so meta because the 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 writers of the manga of Bakuman got into Shonen Jump, and so basically the story of Bakuman is about them trying to get into Shonen Jump. I was like, this what is the, the most meta heck? manga. Yeah, I was oh, like, this dude, is so to, sick. I need to watch the live action. Then that sounds lit. Check it out. Yeah, it check it out, dude. It's awesome. Like, like, oh god, I can't explain it. But like, they they overcome the the that bad kid. He's not really bad, but like that that kid who's like disabled or like mentally like challenged or something. I don't know how to explain it. But that kid is like messed up that they're trying to go against, and when they finally overcome it, it feels so good. Yeah, Um, and it's also really realistic too because like the way that the the movie presents the two leads and and their their failures and their successes and then their failures again, it shows you that like. This is reality. Like you're gonna make it, but then you know it. You can't always be on top forever. You're not everyone could be One Piece. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, you're right about that. I yeah, I just remember from the anime. Dude, oh my god, that that was such a good series. Like, if, yeah, it's great. It it's was awesome. It was so fun uh, watching. Um, I, I like how you mentioned about how meta it was because there's recently there's an anime that's been uh, airing recently. Um, that's called Recreators. And the reason why I bring up the meta part is because I remember reading a comment where the guy's like, this anime is about other anime, or, wait, what is it? This anime is about other animes and their characters coming into the real world and then fighting with one another. And then later down the line, they have to create another anime with all of them together in order for them to fight this really big bad person inside of that yeah it gets really meta like it, it's mm. it gets confusing too but i i <laughs> just thinking about it it just gets it's kind of hilarious to explain um i i'm currently <laughs> watching it I, I like it so far but uh do they do they acknowledge that it's meta or no <laughs> uh i don't think so i think a lot, a lot of the people uh. that were in the comment thread were just like go or we're just commenting about that they're just like yeah this is anime about an anime inside of an anime and, and stuff <laughs> like that and it was just really funny and then there's like that That's that cool. one meme where the guy's like hey I, I heard that you ordered an anime that you wanted another anime inside your anime so i gave you an anime with anime on top of anime or something like that you know what i'm talking about it's like the pimp your yeah <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so I was just like laughing so hard at that. Um, but yeah, I digress. I was just only bringing it up because of the meta part. Oh yeah, no, no worries. I think that's really awesome. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, to your, also to your point, um, I I know you're a big anime guy, and you try to keep up with every new season of anime. What are you watching right now? Um, there's okay. What is there right now? There's a good. Or there's not in. Generally, when it comes to anime every season, I go for the one that's going to be the most hyped kind of thing. And then I check okay. it out, see if it's any good. And then if it's not, then I just like, go, okay, whatever. And then I try to check out the smaller <laughs> ones. Um, yeah. This season, there's not a lot of really big ones except for Boku no Hero Academia and maybe Fate Apocrypha. I don't know. You probably don't even know these names. Although, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I really recommend My Hero Academia because that one's just re- is shonen, I believe, done right. Like, it's done really well. Like, it's the underdog story. Just, like, really fucking good. Like, I, if you yeah. love, if you like American comics, uh, like, hero comics, it's the, um, it takes heavy influence from that, and it's done, like, 
supremely well like i i love it like i love every bit of it um that's so cool dude i i mean if you want you can check out the dub i hear the dub's pretty good too but in general that is a really good anime like so far like okay like a lot of people are just like oh this doesn't like live up to naruto i'm like fuck naruto this shit's better i'm just like this is so much better than that like all that shit. like i one piece what the hell is that boku no hero academia is way better bleach yeah no screw that boku no hero yeah i'm sorry just if you can please just check out like the first one or like first three episodes you'll get hooked i i am i firmly believe you'll like it like it's just so it's superhero powers done right have you ever watched um sky high the disney movie Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. 2004? It's, Holy crap. It's that movie turned into an anime, but really freaking good. Like, a really great what? version of it. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, I guess I can give, like, a little bit of a synopsis. There's a... There, people, sure. people are born in the world with quirks, which are superpowers. Yeah. And, like, um, you either have it or you don't kind of thing. Um, yeah. Although there's going to be a smaller population that has it. And there are people who, like... Um, what is it? Uh, go to school to <laughs> sky high <laughs> they go to school in order <laughs> to develop their powers and all that and this one yeah. guy who's the main protagonist he 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 like worships this one guy he's like the superman of the story right but superman oh, done, wow. so, done on a level that's like where he communicates with like his the people or uh, with the comment with with i don't know how to word it he's basically like there for you kind of thing he's yeah he, it's like yeah. superman done right like i i people will kill me for this if they, they're just like what do you mean superman <laughs> done right you can't say that that's those are it's those fine are no it's fine words but um it's really like it's really good the, like there's this kid he worships that guy he's like oh yeah when i get a superpower i want to like help everybody out but he figures out he finds out he can't get one and then like the story begins from there like i want you to like just try out the first episode when you have the the chance because i absolutely yeah. love it like it's done like i recently rewatched it because of how much i <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> yeah what's it called again can you say it again boku no hero academia my hero academia okay like, i want to type that down you will see like oh my god it's gonna show up real fast um but what else was i saying oh yeah other animes this season that i'm watching um there there's fate apocrypha i like that one because it's like part of the fate stay night series if you've ever heard of that um and mm-hmm. on top of that another it's like a smaller anime not many it's just airing this season uh it's called isekai shokudo which is like a otherworldly restaurant and this one i really like i enjoy this one because it's like a comfy anime in the sense of like you watch it just to just to relax um what it is is that there's a restaurant and um there's this like obviously there's going to be a person who owns it and he cooks cuisine from our world but there's uh-huh. there's this other world like it's like fantasy worldish. like you think of lord of the rings kind of thing there's elves there's dragons there's uh warriors there's pirate yeah pirate, there's like uh voyagers on like pirate ships or just ships in general just going around there's mermaids all that stuff um and there's what? and the door to that restaurant will always appear randomly in that world on Saturday, only on Saturday, and when like, what the heck? And, it, and it shows these random stories of people and how they first like either ha- their first um their first time going there or like uh no I think it's generally that just the first time going there and then them experiencing okay. like our okay. cuisine and it's just it's so it's if you ever heard of Shokugeki no Soma which is like uh Attack on or, no not Shokugeki uh I forgot what it's called but it's like 
it's like they have food gasms and stuff like that. This one is that without the without all that extra fan service and it's done really well. Like I really love it. Like it's just this guy who's literally like uh what is it? He he's like at a fortress or something like that and then he's been alerted about like how there's this like demon force coming in and then he's like he has to go to the main capital and like warn them and like he gets stuck in the desert his horse ends up dying and then he's just like walking around and he's like i need food i need something and all of a sudden he finds this door and he's like what is this he goes inside and he's like what is this place like is this a restaurant and then like the chef uh-huh. comes it comes out of nowhere he's like hey like uh welcome like sit anywhere you want like feel free just feel at home and let me know what you want to order and the guy's like he's just like he's very suspicious has his sword out he's like i don't know who you are kind of thing he's just like just calm down get some food and then like he looks at the menu and he's like what is this and he's like they have shrimp here like i love shrimp and all that stuff and then like it's it's a uh, tempura shrimp and <laughs> and he like eats it he tries it out he's like this is great and then the the, the chef's like you should try it with the tartar sauce or no he he sees the tartar sauce he's like what is this he tries it out and he's like wow it like compliments the flavor so much more it's just it's really cool like i love food anime now like i seriously love this one is so good like like i said it's a it's a food anime and it's just really comfy to watch it's fun it's really fun oh it's adorable yeah there's like a lot of different uh what is it stories and i I like i like things that that have multiple like episodic basically oh but i do may i do enjoy like a main plot kind of thing um on top of that i'm also watching that recreators thing that i mentioned although that was airing Mm -hmm, last season mm -hmm. it's just going uh it's just spanning two, mm-hmm. two season airing. I don't know how to word that. And yeah. I'm not sure what else I'm watching. Um, there's a there's a few rom coms uh, here and there, and then there's a gag anime that's pretty, it's pretty fucking hilarious. It's like gag anime. Ga- what do you mean gag anime? Like it's slapstick comedy. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. It's like a a four coma ma- manga made into an anime, and it's only twelve minutes long each episode, and <laughs> it's it's funny. It's stupid funny. Like I hate myself for laughing <laughs> so much at it, but it's just mm, I like comedy like that. Yeah, no, it's something for everyone. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's generally about it in terms of anime that I'm watching this season. Cool. But I do watch a lot, <laughs> like I said before. Yeah. You're a busy guy watching all this stuff. <laughs> I try to make time for it, man. Like, I, God, yeah. it's getting harder. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, I know you're not really watching much. You, like you mentioned before, you I don't watch... really, I don't watch any anime. Yeah. The last thing I saw was that movie you showed yes. me. What's the name of that movie? Uh, Koi no Katachi. Yeah, Koi no Katachi. Which um, is the shape of your voice or is the sound of voice or the shape of the yeah. sound. I don't know why they translate it that way. Sound, yeah, shape of your voice, sound of your voice, and it's about this guy who, for those who haven't seen it, it's about this guy who, um, he's like a class bully, and he meets this new girl, this transfer student comes in, I mean, what's new about transfer students in anime, right? <laughs> uh, damn it, another motif. Yes. Um, she's like, she's deaf, and uh, he makes fun of her for the rest, like, for his, for the rest of the school year, and uh, yeah, so a lot of stuff happens about him dealing with her and her, uh, like them coping with each other and trying to understand each other. And I think it was a really cool anime. Like I, I just okay. I will tell you this, Jairus. The thing that bothered me the most was how anime it looked. Like I didn't really like the pink hair. I didn't oh. like the green hair. <laughs> I think I think because like that kind of for me it kind of took away the message. Like it took away like it wasn't grounded in reality. Uh-huh. I feel like if the characters looked a little bit more realistic, I think it, I would accept it more. <laughs> But there are a lot of you saw me talking through it and you saw me laughing yeah, at certain yeah. parts no, because I like, you. yeah, I mean like I didn't really understand why they had to look that way. Like if it was if it had such a deep topic to it because that was not a movie for kids. Like that was a really really deep movie. But on the outside, it looks like a kid would watch it. Like a kid would probably watch this like 
and try to like wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't understand the message of the movie because they would think that the, some of the parts that were messed up were actually funny. Mm. Because you know they're only kids, and they would be act the same way that the kids did in the movie. You know, laughing at this deaf girl because of her disability. Where as when we watched it, we understand exactly what's happening and um, why it's not funny and why we should be treating those people with respect and care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I that was the last anime related thing I I saw. I mean, I don't really watch a lot of anime series. I'm more into the movies, as you know. Yeah. Such as Studio Ghibli, um, and Makoto Shinkai's films. Yes, Makoto Shinkai. Um, going back to what you mentioned about Koi no Katachi, I think the only comment that I have on that is like. If everybody already accepted the appearance in the manga and how they look like with like the color panels that they sometimes do on uh on the like the manga yeah. book, I feel like they wouldn't really want to change that much because then it would kind of create a backlash with the fans. It's like if you get yeah if you get like a certain, I guess if you get Dragon Ball Z and create a movie out of it out of Americans or something like that, you know, and kind of yeah, make yeah. them not look so oh. similar, <laughs> kind of creates a bit yeah. of a backlash. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I got you. Example. Uh, that's that's just like my only comment. No, on that. no, no, no. I mean, there actually was already an example of this: the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993 with Bob Hoskins as Super Mario. I did not watch that, and I don't think I will. <laughs> oh God! It's like they try to make Mario realistic, and they try to make explain everything in a realistic sense. And now that I'm thinking about it, that movie was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, God, I don't want to think about that movie now. I'm curious. Like, I'm really curious how bad don't watch it is. It. Don't, don't, don't go down that rabbit hole, Jairus. Don't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> You're right. just asking for it. You're going to throw up at the end. I'll, I'll throw up. Okay, that's a bit extreme. Okay, I'll I'll stay away from it. I'll stay away from it. But, yeah. Um, going yeah. back to what you what you mentioned in terms of uh, the only things that you watch in terms or uh, in regards to anime as a whole, uh, being the animated movies, yeah. I do love me some Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, uh, and Makoto Shinkai. God bless Makoto Shinkai. I well, love that. Guy. I also, I also really like Mamoru Hosoda, the guy who did Summer Wars. Yes, that one too. That that guy too. That that guy. Yeah. He does. He did uh, Summer Wars. He did the Boy and the Beast. He did. Uh, yep. What is it? The the wolf one. He, the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yuki and Ame, the wolf children. Yes, yes, yes. And then there was one more. Yeah. That I'm trying to remember. Come on, man. You could do it. You could do it, man. You could do it. Or maybe I know maybe, it. Maybe, I know it. May... Oh wait, there is one more. Okay, okay. Here. I yeah, there is one more. I know what it is. I have the. Oh, I'm not gonna say it. Don't say Come anything. Come on, man. She's going to be. You know it. You know it, dude. dude. Summer Wars. I know there's one more. Yeah, you I do. I can't remember yes, the pressure's do. on. It's making me forget. Come on, anime fan. Show me your moves. Tell me. Oh, Tell oh, me what it oh, is. Oh, the girl who left her time. Yes. yes that's exactly it. it. I got Good it. Good job. Woo. That's actually my very first movie I saw from Mamoru Hosoda, and I fell in love it with his directing. It was a great movie. It was a great Oh, movie. it was fantastic. I, I actually bought the book right after I saw the movie, and I read it. How was the book? It was good. Um, actually, so the 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 movie's a sequel to the book. What? Because the book is about yeah. You have to go and read the book. Wait, so the book is really is good. The book about the mother instead. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. that's exactly it. Because they they referenced that yeah, in, in the, the movie, beginning in the, of the movie. Yes, I remember. Yeah. she was like, yes. oh, yeah, I remember when I lived through time. I was like, what? Yep. Why are you suddenly yep. dropping that without like any context before pre? Because it happened already. I, <laughs> I was just like, okay, now that you mention it, it's getting me really curious. So I'm guessing I yeah. Have to I mean, I I can loan you the book. I have it. Uh, you can borrow favor. it if you want. Yeah, yeah, sure. Really I will show it to you. Did they? I'll show it to you. I'll give it to you. Was the was the book? So it was actually really good. Like. With the yeah, I mean, I, I had to be really good in order to. They sparked it sparked a TV movie. It sparked a like a television drama series in the nineties and a whole bunch of. Whoa, other there stuff. was a television drama series. 
Yeah, it was. It's pretty old, but it was, it was in the eighties actually. I think it was, it's still pretty good. Um, and I watched a lot. Have you? You got to watch the live action movie. It's about the a live the action? niece. Yeah, it's about the niece who can also do the same thing. I'm guessing the. Oh, okay, never mind. What? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize it's how popular good. that was. Yeah, they're all called the girl who left through time. Literally, everything is called that. None of it. None of it stays from the original title. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's one of my favorite like franchises, books, movies. Yeah. That's and that director is really awesome. Summer Wars is probably one of my favorite I love like, animated films oh my of God. all time. I remember oh, yeah. showing that to my brother, and my brother was like, this is a really good movie. Yeah. And he's just like, I, I don't know. Like, I really like that movie. It was done so well. Yeah. There, like, it was so perfect. Like, like, there were so many good things about it. Oh, yes. That movie makes you want to be in summer. Like, whenever I watch <laughs> it, I think of summer. Because the only times I've ever been to Japan were in the summer. So I get that really nostalgic feeling when I watch that film. Like, oh, wow, this is literally... They captured, like, Japan in the summer perfectly. Oh, and I was like, God. I want to go back. Making me want to rewatch <laughs> the movie now. I guess I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a movie worth rewatching like multiple times, especially since right now it's summer. Like, uh, I wonder yeah. when's the perfect time to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I watched it before I went back to Japan this past summer. Oh, like, no I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It. It's, it's so perfect. And it yeah, just crazy. like, it, like drink a beer when you watch that movie because that movie makes you want to drink beer too. <laughs> <laughs> now that I can actually just legally get one, I just may as well. Yeah. Because the uncle, there's a part where he drinks beer, and he's like, the uncle's yeah, like, yes. man, like this Japan stinks. Like it's crowded, it's hot, but the beer is good. I'm like, dude, I want a beer now. <laughs> <laughs> is that the was that the guy who like, uh, what is it? He he like left the family and just comes back randomly. Yeah, and like, right, the girl right. Kinda had a you know what, Darius? Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, yeah. dude, let's watch it together. Come to my place. We'll watch it together. Yes, I'm down. I'm totally down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get some beers, then we'll we'll get some Sapporo beers like they do in the movie, and we'll and we'll drink it while we're watching it. Well, you can warm up some rice wine like last time. That was good. <laughs> I remember? Yeah, that. Ooh, good stuff. Um, oh yeah. But moving a bit past, uh, what was his name? Hisoda. Yeah, Momoru Hisoda. Momoru Hisoda. Yeah. Uh, moving past that, when uh, we did mention Studio Ghibli, and I always love me. Yeah. That, so we should talk a bit about that. Oh, yo, no, we we are, we are. Like, what's your favorite movie from Studio Ghibli? Like, if you could pick one movie that Castle. you could watch over and over again. How's Moving Castle? Castle? I know you I know you love the music in that too, right? Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> the main thing, like, yeah. how can I not? Like, yeah. it starts off, like, the castle, or does it start off with that? Because I remember there's, like, fog, and then the castle is, like, moving. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you you get the, 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 the main theme, and I'm just like, what is this music yeah. that I'm hearing? Yeah, na, 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 yes. na, na. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I freaking love it. Just Joe Saishi as a as the person who scores for Hayao Miyazaki is great. Like I, I love yeah. that they're that they're literally dynamic duo in terms of uh animation anime movies. It's it's phenomenal. Oh yeah, they're like Steven Spielberg and John Williams. Like they're inseparable. <laughs> That's great. I love it. That's a good favorite? analogy. <laughs> Oh, dude, Porcaroso, straight up. I oh, love I the love music in that movie. One of the songs for that yeah. I really like. I, I don't remember what it was called. It was like Lazy yeah. Afternoons or something like that. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, dude, that's that's the that's the main reason why... Well, one of the main reasons why I love that movie. That song is just... It's breathtaking. Like, there's a lot of music in there that sounds like it was from Italy. Like, like Joe Hisishi used a lot of Italian instruments to compose the soundtrack for that film, and... I thought that was really cool, and I need yeah. to watch it then because I have not watched that yet. Have you have you seen the the Budokan? 
Yeah, I watched it like five times. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. I really loved that. That's it's so yeah. Cool. Like, I I yeah. I'm in love with that because it's it's like two yeah. of the best things ever. Like, oh yeah, my goodness, it's so good. And then and it's so good because Hayao Miyazaki's in the audience and he pops up. And everyone's like, oh yes. shit, it's Hayao yeah, Miyazaki. Dude. I'm like, yo, it's lit, <laughs> dude. For me, it was just it was just such a great like crowning moment for Joe Isaiah cuz like literally he's the composer and then he gets a freaking concert with such a big orchestra and then there's a choir that's like it's it it fits three three different like angles or, or I don't know how to to word it yeah. but they're like <laughs> they're their own audiences it's it's so big like for him like you can see that he loves doing what he's doing like when when he goes to play yeah. the song the lazy by the bygone days um for from porco rosso where majority of yeah. the orchestra leaves and it's only like a five or like six piece uh quintet and it's like so intimate there's him on the piano he's playing and then all of a sudden he just yeah, uh, I loved it like so much. It's so great. The guy on the the trombone, freaking, and then the saxophone. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Sorry, I yeah, I, I absolutely love Ghibli and the Ghibli music. Oh, it's just it's no, yeah, I mean, phenomenal, dude. I, uh, in kind of a tangent, I honestly recommend if you ever have a chance, go to the museum, go to the Studio Ghibli Museum because I went this past summer and wow, I wanted to live there. Like, like literally, they have they have the soundtracks blasting from like the gift store, and it's so cool. I need like, I need uh, to go because I didn't know yeah, that place. You existed. also wait. What are you serious? Are you kidding me? No, I'm are not, you kidding I me right now? I didn't know it existed, dude. Oh my god, they have food based on the movies. They have beer that you can only get there. What is it? Like Studio Ghibli beer. Like I have three bottles from their museum because I double fisted beers last time I went because there's two different kinds of beers I recommend you double fist beers and you just drink it and you just get drunk and you walk around the museum because it's the <laughs> best thing ever no I'm not even joking dude literally the bathrooms are works of art oh my there are, god the, the bathrooms have like little touches to them like like hand drawn touches to them of the movies and like you're sitting there peeing and you're looking at like this masterpiece in front of you like holy shit I'm peeing and there's like a fucking painting in front of me it's so crazy <laughs> oh god there's so many interesting details you have to go Where is this you really have Where to go it? it's in mitaka tokyo it's in tokyo okay it's in tokyo then all right yeah. i'm ready to okay go. make sure you read how to get tickets because you have to get you can only get them a month in advance so let's say you're going to go to the museum on the 10th of december oh you have to buy your God. ticket on the 10th of november what? you have yeah yeah you have to do that and you have to pick a certain time too so make sure you get your tickets early because if you don't get your tickets early like i did i only had two hours to browse the museum because i got i entered at four and they closed at six that sucks and they'll and well, one of the best parts is they show you exclusive uh, they'll show you an exclusive short film that you don't know about in the the on-site theater oh my and I think that's really cool. Yeah, you like you, they, there's they have a plethora of different movies you could like they choose at random. One of them is a sequel to My Neighbor Totoro, which is May and the Neko Bus. No, and it's about May. Yes, it's a direct sequel to Totoro. It's a short film, like three minutes long, I think. And they show you like May, like a, like leaving the house like right after Totoro, and then she meets like a little tiny cat bus, and then they go on this huge adventure, <laughs> and it's so cool. Yeah, I need to go. I really need to go uh, now. Also, a more more incentive your ticket that you get when you enter is a film strip from an actual movie produced by Studio Ghibli. No fucking way. 
So I have Ponyo and I have Arietti as my t- my two tickets. Oh man, I want to get Howl's Moving Castle, obviously. Dude, it, it'll be rare, but I hope you get oh, it because damn, Howl's Moving Castle. You gotta go, you gotta go, man, because they're running out of movies. Because <laughs> uh, it's an actual piece of the the celluloid film they use in the movie. No way. So you're holding a frame, yeah, yeah, dude. It's so cool. Dude, you need I, to show I me highly that. recommend this to anyone that's going to Japan. If you're going anytime soon, go to the Studio Ghibli Museum in Mitaka, if, especially if you're a fan of the movies. Because it is an experience. There's a little cafe there. You can get food. You can get drinks. And there's a gift shop. I recommend saving your money and go to the gift shop. Oh, because they have man. literally everything you can think of. They have Porcaroso's glasses. You can buy his glasses there. They have little tiny planes. They have paperweights. They have watches. Oh, my they God. They have literally everything. If they have a mini replica of Houseman Castle, I will buy that on the fly. Like they have. A, I'm sorry. Say it again. If they have, they have like, the castle? A mini like replica. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. I've seen snap. it. It's only it was only like sixteen bucks. It was really cheap what? too. There's like, yeah, it was made out of like 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 metal or something. It was like a paperweight. I don't remember, but it was actually really inexpensive. That's and so honestly, good. just go ham there. Yeah. Save your money and buy anything you can. You can buy CDs. You can buy DVDs. You you can buy clothing. I have like two shirts from there. I actually have. It's funny. I bought um a tank top from <laughs> Porco Rosso. It's the the one Porco Rosso wears when he's on the beach, just chilling. It's like purple and white. And I looked at it. I was like, oh my god, this is Porco Rosso's shirt. Oh my god, it's forty bucks. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna buy it. So I I bought it, dude. Like I had to have it. Real so real quick. What's yeah? What's the, what's the plot of Porco Rosso? I'm I'm curious. Oh man, like I I recommend you watch it. But overall, the plot is there's it's it's kind of. Film noirish, which is why I like okay, it too. Because okay. I really like the film noir I, genre. I just wanted like a gist um, of it, like because I, I. Yeah, yeah. So, Pocahontas is a bounty hunter who's literally a pig. Like he's a <laughs> half human, half pig creature, and you don't know why he's a human, half pig creature. And they'll call, they'll answer it later in the movie. I won't tell you why. Okay. Um, but that's like the only mystical thing about the film. Um, everything else is pretty much real, a little realistic. Um, he's a bounty hunter in the Adriatic Sea, which is a real place. It's uh, between Italy and Croatia, um, and he. Uh, he's friends with this girl named Gina, who's the owner of this seaplane pirate uh, bar I think in the middle of the Adriatic Sea. And then, yeah, so his his enemies are seaplane pirates, and his job is to either like kill or like get the bounty from these pirates because he's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And so let's say he has to save someone or something from the from the pirates and bring it back and get a reward. And so. As the, as the plot goes on, like there's things happen, there's things that happen to his plane, there's things that happen to him that cause him to want to go, like not get out of kind of retirement because he's thinking about retiring. Yeah. So then he goes back into the fray and he kind of solidifies himself as the number one bounty hunter and the number one seaplane pirate in the Adriatic Sea. <laughs> I recommend you watch it because it's kind of a complicated story, but it's really simplified if you watch it like twice. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm definitely like that's one of the movies that I haven't seen. Uh, I know there's a lot of like I haven't watched Tales of Earthsea or something like that. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I don't. You know what? I I watched. I recommend watching Tales from Earthsea, but I would skip it out entirely if you have the choice to, because it's directed by Hayao Miyazaki's son and it's actually not that good. <laughs> but if you've ever seen Up on Poppy Hill, oh. um, watch that movie. That's also directed by his son, but it's actually significantly better yeah. than Tales from Earthsea. I remember watching because Tales from Earthsea was easily forgettable. Really, that makes me sad. Yeah, because uh, generally you you have that like badge of honor as soon as it's produced under Miyazaki kind of thing, or like well, Studio Ghibli. I feel. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll see if you want to watch Tales from Earthsea, watch it. I watched it. I wasn't really impressed with it. Mm-hmm. There were some really cool moments, but overall, I was like, eh. I wish I got my time back. <laughs> oh man, 
That's that's what you never want to hear as, as like a film producer at all. <laughs> Give me my money back. I mean, I watched it for free, so I can't really complain. Okay, okay, yeah, but it's just like yeah. in general, I feel like as a producer, like if I if I made something, like if I made some really good music and someone out of nowhere was like, yeah, no, I'd, I'd just be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I got you too. I mean, well, I mean, I, of course I put... you're free to your own opinion of the movie, which obviously, yeah, no, yeah, as, totally. Since you're a, you're a cinema, like you are in film um yes you have like a very valid reason to dislike or to give critique on movies so i i do yeah i do trust your critique i just really curious all the more curious to see why it's so bad no i mean like i don't like a lot of movies a lot of other people like like for example i don't really like citizen kane like a lot of people love that movie they people say that that's the movie that created cinema or that's the movie is that's considered one of the best movies in the world. It's won so many awards posthumously. Oh, not posthumously. What am I saying? It's won so many awards from the time it was released until now. It's regarded by a lot of really top film critics and a lot of top film lists as the best movie in the entire world. But I actually don't really like that movie a lot. I, like, it did a lot of things like that that changed how cinema was made and a lot of camera techniques that were revolutionary for the time because it was made in 1941. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't really like that movie. I've never heard of this movie. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, it's about this uh, journalist who ha- he's like he's a m- newspaper mogul and he creates this empire and there's a lot of backstory behind him and he's yeah I mean it's 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 crazy it's not not that it's crazy it's just I don't really like that movie I don't really like I just don't like it in general oh, that's all good what's another movie yeah. that you weren't really impressed by that a lot of people liked I'm just oh, curious wow. I'm just curious uh good question. Um, you can even go towards anime film if if you want. <laughs> anime film. I mean, I never, I didn't really like a lot of the Naruto movies. Okay, those those are <laughs> you have every right to not like those. Those are just like they're just milking fucking it. Moon Kingdom Circus people. What the hell? They're milking it at that point, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only good part about one of the movies was Naruto could produce two Rasengan from both of his hands, and I thought that was badass. I don't remember what movie that was. That was the one with the the monkey the the, the monkey the the circus people on Moon Island or whatever. I I don't think <laughs> I, don't I watched that. One. I watched the, I watched three Naruto movies and I don't rem- I only remember two of them. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Monkey people on Moon Island circus. I don't remember, but yeah, he produced two Rasengans from both hands, and I was like, that is badass. One was blue and one was red. I was like, holy crap, he's gonna kick ass, and he did. And that was that was it. Yeah, I only watched but, uh, like maybe two of them, and one of them was a more recent one. And it was really it was interesting because what ends up happening is like Naruto ends up in a in a like parallel world with Sakura, and it's where like in the beginning of the movie you see Sakura like complaining about her parents and all that stuff, and Naruto, you know, being mm-hmm. being Naruto where he's just walking around town and he's kind of admiring everybody and their families, and then he's, like, by himself. This is when he's older, by the way. And then in the parallel world, I don't remember how they get there, but in that world, instead, like, uh, Naruto, his mom and dad are there, and Sakura, her parents aren't there. And then, you know, it has that, like, that stereotype where it's like, oh, at first, you're like, oh, thank God, I don't have those complaining parents. Then later down the line, you're just like, fuck, why are they gone? <laughs> Yeah, but, no, I got you. But um, yeah, that that was like uh, a more recent Naruto movie that I watched. I don't know. I was just just mentioned that because you were uh, going off of Naruto movies. Uh, in general, yeah, no, yeah. In general, though, yeah, I don't really look out for if it's if it's a main standing series. I tend to not look into the movies because I know they're just like cash cash grabs. 
Oh yeah, no, I mean, One Piece is a really good example of this. They've had so many movies that just don't really fit with the overall manga because it's not really supposed to be part of it. Mm-hmm. They're like really all, all one-off shoots, and I mean, I've heard mixed things about different movies, but all of them are just like, eh, to me. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, no, I got you. Oh my god, it's great though. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a struggle. It's a struggle, Jairus. <laughs> hey man, if you if you manage to create a very prominent series. You're going to want to do whatever the hell you want with it. Like, honestly. No. Yeah. You want to milk that money machine as much as you want. So I understand. Plus, it also gives more jobs for other people. Like, you're making a movie. Hey, I need a composer. Okay. Get me on board. Or you're like, hey, let's get some animators. Hey, let's get some actors. All that stuff. (laughs) That's that's, that's pretty much every Transformers movie, what you just described. Oh, my God. Because it provides jobs for a lot of people. I know. And your reaction is the same as mine. Like, oh, my God. A Transformers movie. Like, are you kidding me? But in reality, those movies provide a lot of jobs for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And it, despite the movies being as bad as they are plot-wise, they make a lot of money overseas. Yeah. And so, oh, what? Overseas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chinese that. market loves Transformers. They love Don't them. Chi- doesn't the Chinese market love American movies in general? Yeah. They're, they're a big reason why we cater to the Chinese audience. There's a big reason why a lot of American movies either feature Chinese actors or have some setting based in China. For example... Ch- uh, Transformers, like Extinction or whatever it was called, uh, featured a segment entirely in Hong Kong or China oh, or somewhere. I think with, wasn't or that Shanghai? The, one with the dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the dinosaurs. It was like the dinosaurs were deep in China and they shot some of it in China too. And the, the whole reason for that is because China gave them, gave them a tax break to shoot that movie in China as well as, you know, provide a lot of exposure for Chinese actors and so when they shot the film and produced it and released it, they would show it in China and the Chinese people would be like, oh my god, that's China! We love this movie! This movie's gonna get five stars because it's set in our home country and we love all these big, bad American action. That's also another reason why a lot of these movies have very simplified plots so that overseas audiences, <coughs> China, can watch it and understand it easily. I'm not, even, okay. I'm not joking, like, that's the reason why. That's why all the Marvel movies do really well overseas. That's yes, why yes. Rogue. That's why Rogue One had like a billion dollars overseas because it featured all these characters in a really simplified plot. All right, let's go destroy the Death Star. That's the entire plot of Rogue One from the trailer, from the get go. And when they released it in China and in Asia and Europe, the market bought it up. They ate it up because it was such a simple plot. Like it, it extends barriers, extends languages. You don't have to understand English to understand that they're just trying to destroy this one giant thing. Kill the bad guy. That is the plot device that makes movies make a lot of money. Kill the bad guy. Defeat the bad guy. I completely forgot about the fact that there exists audience beyond America. Like, it kind of... I can't believe that I'm saying that, because I I love to think of myself as a worldly worldly person. So, you know, imagine that, a guy watching anime. Um, But, um, like, it's just... No, yeah, no, I got you. It kind of makes me forget at times, because, like, when when you go down and look into the business of movies and all that stuff, and how these movies are being made recently, like, how they're more simplified, like you're mentioning, and how critics over here are just like, oh, you know, some people will like it, a majority of them won't, Um, but it's more so catering to other audiences, and what you mentioned earlier is, like, extending language and all that, and all those barriers, like, I just, I completely forgot about that as a possibility like it made me i I, i'm kind of like baffled with myself no i mean like i I understand it's a really good point like oh yeah i I forgot about that when they make a movie they want to care to the to the overseas audiences because that's where most of the money is like obviously other countries have bigger populations than we do what does that mean more people going to the theaters more seats and more butts in those seats in the theater and more money going into those theaters to go back to the the creators of the movie Mm -hmm. 
God, that's so crazy. Another a really really good example is the Great Wall. Have you heard of that Matthew Damon movie, oh, The Great Wall? I've only heard bad things. So I watched that movie on the plane going to Japan last month, and I wanted my time back. I wanted my two hours was back. Was it really? I wish that I slept. Bad? It was not good. Matt, Matt Damon put on this weird accent the entire movie. I'm like, why are you talking like that? And he was basically the white man that shaved that saved China. Yeah. I'm like, dude. What is, this movie was created by Americans. Like it was created by Legendary Studios, who are known for Godzilla, their most recent Godzilla film, and Pacific Rim. And honestly, I think they did a shit job of this movie because it was basically about white people saving China. I'm like, damn, dude! Like white people don't need to save China all the time. Like Chinese people don't need white people to save them. And so what did the Chinese and, uh, like? What did what did the populace think of the movie if they watched it? the movie? It was a hundred and fifty million dollar budget for the movie, and it made a hundred or three hundred and thirty. Three hundred thirty-two million back, I think. Wow, so, so it did pretty well overseas. I mean, in in China, where the, where they shot it, I think they they were like criticizing it a little bit, but the people still watched it. Yeah, I didn't do as well in China as they thought it would because honestly, that movie. Don't get me wrong. That movie's only meant for the Chinese audience. It's obviously meant for the Chinese audience because just it's about the Great Wall. But again, it's about killing the bad guy. That's what that movie's about. Yeah, that's like, and oh I, my God. I'm like, no. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm glad I haven't watched the movie, but like I mentioned, or like I said earlier, I've only heard bad things, yeah. <laughs> and that sucks that you kind of sat through that plane ride just watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, just I mean, I watched it for free. It. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah. free or you know, just part of the plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, I paid like a thousand dollars to watch this movie. <laughs> that's that's uh, but yeah, that was a huge tangent. We well, we should talk about movies on another podcast. We'll think we'll yeah. have like a movie podcast with Elisa, and we'll talk about. <laughs> my it. bad, my bad. Um, no, it's okay, it's okay. I mean, like, you brought some really good points that we can maybe circle back to anime with. I mean, uh, yeah, anime is meant to be that thing too. Like, there's a lot of trope. That's why a lot of motifs in anime are commonplace, because everyone knows that anime is gonna have that same kind of motif to it. So that's where they go back and watch it because they want to hear the character talk to themselves in their brain. They want to see those those slow motion fights. They want to see those freeze frames. They want to see the angles. They want to see the color. They want to see all this stuff about anime, and that's why they watch it. I think I, I, this is a really huge thing to bring up, even though we're like kind of an hour and ten minutes in. But I just really wanted to comment on it. I feel that because of anime and its success in the Western culture in Western like audiences, I feel that. Japanese culture is becoming more more and more prominent or like easily acceptable like to the point where even if you watch something that would normally be understood by Japanese people in anime some people in western audiences are now able to like understand that as well so I feel like anime as like a form of uh entertainment as well as like um what, what is the word I'm looking for uh god i don't know what i'm looking as as a for- form of expressing their culture like it's it's doing really well in that like regards like I just I, I really like that aspect, or like, I like that um, extent to what anime has like evolved. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, no, I got you. Like, I I just think it's really cool. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, anime is the like, okay, it's uh, God. I feel like a we. I feel really bad saying this, but anime is kind of the main reason why I'm into Japanese culture to begin with. But I mean, past that, I have grown past i've grown beyond that and i kind of want like want to learn uh, a bunch of things above and beyond that but it is no, yeah, kind I of like you. it's like my gateway to having gotten into japan japan at all or like having gotten into japanese culture yeah yeah no same here like i i, I can't i can't deny that anime helped me do it 
like get into the culture, but also movies more so than anime on my end. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like the opposite of you in a sense, but I, I understand that anime has also bridged my my gap to Japanese culture and understanding what it is because there's there's a lot of stuff in anime that actually is reminiscent of Japanese culture, like Naruto loving ramen. Like <laughs> no one in the U.S. will be like, I like ramen. Like they want they want to eat burgers in the U.S. If, if Naruto was made in the U.S., he'd be eating like a hamburger. Yeah, hamburger be honest, or a hot dog. Yeah, exactly. Or, not ramen. Or if Naruto were an American cop in the morning, he'd be getting his coffee and donuts. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Seriously. And, and Jiraiya won't be drinking, like, sake. He'd be drinking whiskey or beer. Oh, yeah, definitely. God, I love it. Drawing parallels. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 so true. And then when you think about because, you know, you a lot of Americans who grow up watching anime, they just see it over and over and over again. That they, they, it's just so commonplace in their mind. They're like, okay, this character is doing that, and they like that. So that's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And then when you really get dig into it and you think about it, like, oh, wow, that's actually really Japanese, what they're doing and what they're saying and what they like. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, oh, this is a bit of a, like, aside from what we were just talking about. Like, I a lot of people sure. ask me or, like, or bring up the conversation where they're just like, do you ever think you're going to get over your little anime phase? And I will firmly like respond to that saying, I don't think so. <laughs> like I, Honestly, I believe yeah. I will always stick. It's like me in gaming. I don't think I'm ever going to get over that. Like it's always going to be a part of me. And no. even when I'm older, it's still going to be one of my hobbies. Although will it be in a, a hobby that a lot of people accept? I don't know. We don't know how the future is going to hold because we've kind of progressed a lot in terms of how we accept things recently over the past few years. Anime has gotten really big. I just think that Asian culture in general has been more widely accepted and with that anime comes hand in hand. Yeah. And I, I and like you said, I honestly I I don't think it'll ever pass. We're you and I are millennials and that there are a lot of things that we do that people f- consider no- normal mm-hmm. because everyone around us is getting older and we're getting to the point where we're getting jobs. We're graduating from college. We're getting a lot of, you know, we're we're in the we're adults now, and so now that we're adults, it's it's really cool to do all this stuff and to like bring up what we liked in the past. So we all of us, in in some sense, grew up watching the same shows and understanding the same things and liking the same cultures and basically just liking anime in general. To go circle back to it, so I think it's okay if you still like anime now, mm-hmm. and I still I still love anime movies, and I still consider that me liking anime. I I don't even though I don't watch TV, like the television series, mm. I still watch the movies, the animated movies, and I still consider that anime. And I don't think I'll ever get out of liking those because those are still to me cinematic pieces of art. Mm-hmm. And people will say like, "Oh, why don't you get out of your video game phase? You should never. You should get out of your anime phase." Nah, they're just haters, dude. Don't listen. Yeah, to them. Of course, I mean I'm I don't care if they like mention things like that. I'm just gonna be like, well, you know, I'll do me. You do you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like if they don't like it, there are people who love sports. For example, yeah. will they ever get out of their sports phase? Like if you told them that, they'd be like, "No, dude, I won't get out of it." And I guess sports is more commonplace yeah. than anime. I feel like and more widely accepted. Yeah, I feel like our our hobbies are becoming more accepted as well. Because if you look at like gaming in general, we have esports now. Yeah, no, that- no, and it's on ESPN, which is like one of the biggest gaming oh, whoa, whoa, game, which is like biggest sports ch- channels and networks in the entire world. I had no so. clue it was on ESPN. Oh yeah, no. ESPN hosts a lot of like gaming related stuff, Ooh. like a lot of esports tournaments too. That's crazy. I, need I think to they check showed. It out. C- <laughs> yeah, I think they showed League and CS:GO at one point. Ooh. I was like, what the hell? That is actually. But uh, I'm, it's still rough around the edges. Before mm. you check it out, I'm just gonna tell you that it's still rough. They're still trying to find their footing in the ground. So be careful when you watch it. You're gonna judge it extremely hard. So when it comes to before you jump into that, to yeah. the e-gaming or the esports. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like it's basically like drone racing. Like drone racing is oh, still a really new thing. Dude. And I think it's I think it's sick and badass yeah. that people are like, what the f- why are they just standing there flying around with their little toys? It's like, I you know what? Why do the cars go round and round in circles in NASCAR? Yeah, you tell exactly me that. Exactly right. Oh, Jesus. It's so <laughs> it's cool how we're progressing, and I feel like with all that, like I mentioned earlier. Our hobbies in terms of like gaming and even anime, like it's gonna be more yeah. widely accepted, and with that creates a bigger audience, which will. Oh man! Uh, actually, now that we're talking about that, um, there is no we generate we influence the generations below us. Yeah, but there there is a thing that has been going around where they're where they feel like anime will no longer exist in the in like the coming years because of how much because anime is produced at a loss when it comes to money. Um, you they make all their money off of the manga and the visual novels, but when they produce the the anime, it's it's generally going to be at a loss. So and yeah. with, with all the anime streaming sites and how you, people are able to like just watch it for free and all that stuff without paying, it's kind of a very plausible future where there can no longer be anime like at all. So I'm kind of scared about that. So I'm hoping a lot of people kind of jump on board for paying for the anime. But then I've even heard a few things about how paying for services like Crunchyrolls, that it's not like the most yeah the most i don't i don't know what my what my one of my friends had said it's not perfect basically yeah i mean i don't think it'll ever be perfect yeah unless you live in japan and you catch it on tv yeah seriously (laughs) it's either either it's not going to be available for western audiences which i feel is going to be more like the more foreseeable future or it's not going to be available at all uh, which i hope is never going to happen but um yeah sorry that was just a little bit of an aside something i just wanted to bring up real quick in terms of anime Oh no, I got you. I mean, it's qu- quickly down to that. I know we're running out of time, but quickly down to that. Um, my girlfriend introduced me to this anime she watched when she was younger, and it was about like this girl who would become who was like controlling these giant dragon-like monsters, and it was really cool. And I was like, wow, this is fifty episodes long, and oh, it didn't have shit. an English title. I forgot the name of it, but it was really cool. But then I, I it never got released in the U.S. Like it was never seen had seen the U.S. release, and it was never released on DVD or anything like that. But and it's just like to your point, some anime is exclusive to Japan only, and we'll never be able to see it here. Oh no! <laughs> oh, and but the, the thing is, it was subbed in English. Like the entire fifty episodes were subbed in English. I was like, that's pretty cool. All the episode, all the anime that I potentially could be watching aren't here. That makes me sad. And they could yeah. be phenomenal stories being told too that I just am not able to experience. Sorry, I am really go hard at. <laughs> I I, yeah, okay. I like bringing myself into another world. It's like how other people like reading books, and that's my anime are my books, basically. Yeah, no, I got you. Like, we're part of a generation that that people complain don't read anymore, mm-hmm. which I understand. Yeah. I only watch movies. I I rarely read now. I just watch movies. Yeah, you rarely <laughs> read. I only read mangas. So <laughs> that's like all the reading. Oh, I've gotcha. If it doesn't yeah. have pictures, my mind's are. <laughs> God, I sound like <laughs> such a scrub right now. No, it's okay. It, I understand. Oh my goodness. But yeah, in general, just when it comes to anime, I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jairus. I think we should wrap it up now. We've been going for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, I wasn't expecting an additional twenty. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I hope you guys who stayed this long uh, enjoyed what we talked about. Uh, maybe we'll have another anime podcast, exclusive podcast. If you guys are interested, leave a comment or. Leave a comment below or head on over head on over to SoundCloud and leave a comment there. Um, thank you, Jairus, for coming on. It has been a pleasure. Of course. I'm always I'm always more than willing to join. Yeah, we we love having you, by the way. We're, <laughs> I mean you're you're I just want to be frank here and say that you're an awesome guest to have on. I am very happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all as I keep saying, we're we're gonna keep asking you to come back on. 
So, that makes me ecstatic. Yeah. Glad to be on. Yeah, thank Oh yeah, no, thank you for coming on. And thank you guys for listening and thank you for listening to the 18th episode of the Downtown Podcast. I'm your host Jeremy and Jarvis is here with me again. <laughs> and we're going to sign off now and say good night. So, see you guys next time. Later.